0: Odd Trails contains adult language and content. If you have a story to share, send it to stories at oddtrails.com. Enjoy the show. Forget facts. Forget logic. Forget everything that seems real. Just trust. Believe.
1: We get a lot of messages asking us various questions, and we figured this would be a good time just to lay it out there. Let's do some Q&A.
0: Yeah, I want to answer some of these. Some of them are weird. Some of them are related to the podcast, and some of them are just genuine questions that people seem to want to hear us talk about. Uh, But yeah, what do we have here? You want to get started? Sure. First one is, what inspired
1: you guys to start a podcast about the paranormal?
0: Well... We talked about so many different ideas for podcasts and what we wanted it to be. I think originally we just kind of wanted to do a conversational podcast like we're doing right now. Yeah, And because I was doing Let's Not Meet and because I was getting so many requests personally to do something more supernatural or paranormal, it just kind of made sense, I think, for us to dive into this considering that we both love the paranormal, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: It just fell in my lap. I think that goes without saying with you already having Let's Not Meet, but I've always liked it, the paranormal and all that good stuff. I remember being a kid at like 10 years old, we got our first gateway computer out in the living room. (laughs) I would be out until like midnight looking at pictures of ghosts and reading stories about UFOs. I've always been so into it, so this was the perfect way to explore We know. It. Well, that didn't come until later. Yeah, I was going to say, we know what that. pictures you were looking
0: at. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. And for me, I think for both of us, Coast to Coast was just a huge inspiration. Like, I, I can honestly say that the first time I heard Coast to Coast and I was hooked I knew this is. I wanted to do something like this at some point.
1: Yeah, my first time hearing Art Bell was, I think I was on a road trip with my dad somewhere, but we were going through Salt Lake City of all places. Funny how that made a full circle, but yeah, he came. It was like at two in the morning. We were driving through I-80 or something like that, and we were listening to Art Bell, and it was just dead silent, and it was nothing but the Salt Flats, listening to him talk about ghosts and hearing listeners call in and it, it was amazing that's beautiful it was and that's why we both well actually that's yeah that's how i started with the uh, american truck simulator I'm like i'm gonna put on some yeah put on some coast to coast with art bell and then yeah i'm glad you
0: caught that bug it's so much fun just hitting the <laughs> hitting the road with art bell almost more hours in that game than the majority of my entire library on steam nice uh, and, and most of it is just listening to coast to coast driving through utah <laughs> the uh, the guild I joined in World of Warcraft is called Outlaw Truckers (laughs)
1: and I'm on a role-playing server so everybody just pretends to be some like hardcore American
0: conservative truck driver and it's the funniest thing ever that leads us into question number two what do you enjoy doing in your free time when you're not podcasting this one came from Jenny well I still work full-time outside of the podcast but
1: only because I'm under contract, mm-hmm. four more years. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't I don't have much free time, but with the little free time I do have, I usually get hyper fixated on one hobby or subject for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But usually I just like to chill at home and watch documentaries with my cats. But I'd consider myself a social introvert. I like going out to the city sometimes and making friends with strangers sitting down with the homeless person, buying them a muffin, and talking about life. Maybe like once or twice a quarter, but ultimately I, I just chill.
0: Yeah, we can't go anywhere without you wanting to just stop and talk to somebody that I have zero interest in like, <laughs> talking to, and it's amazing. Remember when
1: we were in Taco Bell and your crazy neighbor was in there and he was just going through it yeah and you just couldn't wait for him to leave i wanted to talk to him so bad but i didn't want to put that on to you because you live next to
0: him you have to deal with that every day <sighs> man it's too much it, he was like a a social vampire that's those are the worst social vampires i came across yeah. one from my childhood recently at a gathering and um they just would not leave me and my wife alone they were driving us crazy and by the time we left my wife was just like wow You grew up with that person. I'm like, yeah, man. I don't know how I did. Like, you can. It's like some personalities just completely suck the energy out of the room, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I can't be around that because my battery is already so low all the time.
1: Yeah, my battery is like at a constant thirty percent. Sometimes it'll jump jump up to like fifty, but ultimately, I feel that like I don't really. Actually, no. I was gonna say I don't really get along with with extroverts, but that's not true because sometimes it me takes do. an extrovert to bring me out of my shell, and I, I can be that extrovert in the group as well.
0: If I'm in, yeah, if I'm in the right group, I become an extrovert. I go back and forth all the time, but I'm a strong introvert. Sometimes, sometimes I just
1: shut down completely. Yeah, it's definitely draining. I don't like the abrasive that I don't. I don't know how to say this, but I, mean, I already know what for you're lack of say. A, for lack of a better word that alpha male like toxic masculinity should i say that but i I, I can't vibe with that i can't i know
0: what you mean it's just like way
1: over um it's overcompensating and just like why like can you tone it down just a bit and smile and joke around and not take things so seriously like why are you why are you confronting me right now like i don't get it yeah i'm not a confrontational person yeah that's what i don't like
0: well as far as what i enjoy in my free time um I have a decent amount of it because I don't have a regular job, but I still do a lot of stuff relating to the podcast. Right now, I'm working on the score for the TV pilot because I got uh, the final cut back. So that's kind of taking up all my time. But when I don't have a project or work going on, I'm just playing video games or chilling with my dogs in the backyard. I like to walk a lot, which sucks because I'm healing from a screwed up leg. But Yeah, I like to walk, play video games, and just hang out with my dogs and my wife. That's it. Very simple life.
1: That's what the 30s have in store for you, in case you're listening and you haven't quite made it.
0: Yeah, a a sprained ankle is going to screw up your whole leg and it's going to last for months. (laughs) Yep,
1: or like me, getting a car accident when you're 18 and your back has never fully healed.
0: We're just going to live with this chronic pain crap forever, aren't we? I
1: think so. I think so.
0: Let's go to another
1: question. All right. Have you guys thought about making a YouTube channel or
0: t v show? Oh, okay, Thank you, Lincoln. Thanks, Lincoln. So this is an interesting one. I like this question because uh, we would love to. We've talked about it a million times, but it's the same thing of having time to do it, for instance, you with you know work, family, and podcast. We barely have time to jump on and play some video games together for an hour out of the day, much less record this podcast and try to record a a film, rather, (laughs) a YouTube channel or something. So I think that, yes, we've thought about it and we've talked about it, but it just we have to have the time to do it. I would love to actually do a series where we go and we visit these people, the authors from stories, and we you know, we go to the locations where all the things happen. They can show us, you know, this was the mirror that, uh, I looked into another dimension and, you know what I mean? Right, right, This, this is the window that I looked up when the guy was filming me with his disembodied hands and his video mm-hmm. camera. You know, I, I would love to do that.
1: I agree. That would be a lot of fun. It would make sense to do something related to the podcast, just to kind of leverage the current audience. But Me personally, I've always wanted to do some sort of like sketch comedy thing, but now it seems like with TikTok and short reels and all that, everybody is just doing it, which isn't a bad thing. But I remember back in the day, YouTube had some more magic to it. The internet was more magical.
0: It's like back in the day, people were trying to like the people that were doing skits. I hate saying skits. But people that were doing skits and and comedy videos like that, they weren't trying to do like something that's trending or be quick and funny and snappy. They were trying to be like indie filmmakers. They were trying to make short comedy films and they put a lot of heart and editing into it and... I just like balloon shop was one that I really loved, but there were so many of those, those troops, honestly, just groups of really talented people that were Mm -hmm. making short films on YouTube. But now it's just, everything's so overproduced and there's, it's oversaturated that I I think, I think we actually need some of that old style filmmaking, like the, yeah the poorly cut (laughs) videos with the, uh, old dv like dv cameras and stuff that would be fun to watch
1: yeah i have i don't know how many scripts of in my phone of just dialogue and ideas that i've wanted to do but i don't want to do them with somebody i don't exactly have that chemistry with like i could do it here but i want to do it with you but where comes the time and energy just
0: to travel and do all that so far
1: apart yeah yeah. I mean, it's nine hours. It beats 24 hours like it used to be, but still.
0: Yeah. And I think we can say in the future, we will obviously be doing something. We're all, we'll always be doing projects together, whether it be podcasts, YouTube, or streaming video games, who knows? We're always going to be doing stuff together. Yeah. Maybe I should do that TikTok thing. I, I feel like- I, I know, I made... you really should. You made a promise. I did. I did.
1: Okay, fine. I'm going to announce it now. Yeah. I will do some TikTok narrating for now, Yeah. Um, At Bran Lanier,
0: B-R-A-N-L-A-N-I-E-R. All right. Next question. Would you guys ever start another podcast that's just conversational like you do in your outros? Yes. And this one was from uh, Michael. Yeah, we've talked
1: about that with Dream Basement. We already came up with the name for that one where we just tell our own dreams and kind of decipher them and joke around and take a I feel like we're already lighthearted enough on mm-hmm. here, but even more so just really just be off the cuff and have fun and talk about our dreams and goof around. And I think it would be fun to just focus on dreams because we're both so fascinated by them, whether it's lucid dreaming or astral projection or just telling each other about our dreams. Like we t- we text each other mm-hmm. nearly every day about our dreams and just going back and forth. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. It'd be effortless and fun.
0: And it would be cool to have other people on to talk about their dreams and we can- you know, play armchair, uh, dream, uh, what's the right word? Not true. What, what is somebody who analyzes dreams? What are they called? A dreaminologist. Dreaminologist. Is that real? Nope. But oh, okay. now it is. All right, cool. So we're, yeah, we're going to be dreaminologists. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun, but yeah, I would love to do a more conversational podcast. Um, I think we just, it's the same exact thing with the TV show. We just need the time. So we're waiting for our calendars to look better yep. to do something else. yeah, we would love to do that.
1: On to a question from Amy. What kinds of stories on the
0: podcast scare you the most? (laughs) Oh, Amy, you had to ask this one. Um, Well, I talked about it just a second ago. I referenced the looking up at the window with the video camera. That that silver blue video camera story was probably the scariest one to me. I don't know what it is. I think, you know what I think what it is, is the bizarreness to it bizarre stories are what really scare me like it's not a ghost it wasn't you know a haunting it wasn't a night terror it wasn't a shadow person it wasn't any of those typical things that you hear about in the majority of our stories which are scary but it was big hands coming out of the window filming two little kids in their garden from the second story with nobody upstairs (laughs) impossible It, it was an impossible thing it's, it's kind of like the shining with the impossible window, you know, when he goes in, mm-hmm. does the interview at the beginning to take over the hotel for the winter. And there's a window behind the the guy who owns the hotel, but they're in the center of the hotel. It would be impossible for that to, for there to be a window right there. It's the impossible window. Mm-hmm. There's something very unsettling about things that are impossible, that are bizarre and weird. And um, yeah, I think the weird ones are, are, the, are the ones that scare me the most.
1: So I'm going to mention mine, but I want to ask you, do you feel like Kubrick is this cinematic genius who is so in tune with the details where things like that were intentional, or do you think some things slipped by him? There's some lack of continuity, and people try to make sense of it, like the window.
0: No, because I think it happens too often in all of his yeah. movies. It's such a recurring thing that mm-hmm. I, 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 I sometimes would think that but the only reason i don't is because it's it happens so often in all of his movies like clockwork orange there's there's a lot of stuff like that it's he it's almost like he just wants to disorient the the viewer yeah i remember hearing that he made the character dick from the shiny
1: <laughs> uh like walking from the, the snow plow or whatever the the snow truck yeah. Just from there to the door to the hotel, like a dozen times, just Oof. walking up to the door. Maybe it was even more than a dozen, but we know how he treated Shelley Duvall, which was absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was on another one.
0: I'm looking at it now. He was born in 1910. <laughs> Guy was so old and he was just making him trudge through the snow over and over and over again. <laughs> and it was freezing. You could see the smoke coming out of everybody's mouths in that movie. They didn't fake the snow. like that was like really mm. cold. Out there, man. I think they probably added snow, but it was extremely cold out there. That's crazy. But, anyways, your uh, scariest type of story on the podcast.
1: Oh, that's right. Well, I get a lot of messages from people saying things like, oh, I shouldn't have listened to such and such episode before bed. And maybe I'm just desensitized and not to take away from anybody's experiences or how they interpret the podcast because it's definitely eerie. But the paranormal itself doesn't really scare me per se. It mostly just intrigues me. And I would say things that are either corroborated by neutral third parties or things that are just beyond coincidence. The sixth sense stuff. I narrated some stories recently. I don't know if they're going to be on this episode or not, but things where people are visited by somebody completely randomly in a dream and they say goodbye. And the next morning, sure enough, that person passes away Mm. or a name somebody has never heard before pops into their mind. And then they look at the news and something significant has happened. Things like that are beyond explanation. And it could still be said it's a, a happy coincidence, but there's some things that just they're beyond explanation. And so, yeah, I would say the the intuition, the sixth sense stuff really gets to me. The
0: synchronicity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I told some stories in last week's episode, just like that. And uh, I don't find those necessarily scary, but I find them the most interesting and compelling because that that kind of thing happens to everybody in everyday life. You all, you, you think about somebody and they call you. It happens so much, but we disregard it as coincidence, but it's like, Really? You think that's a coincidence where you think about somebody and they call you? Like that's weird,
1: man. That's really weird. I think it depends on who it is. Like if I think about my my parents and one of them were to call yeah,
0: me. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like you think about, you know, a coworker from your last job or something, or like yeah, a yeah. friend you haven't talked to in a long time. You get a text or an email from them or something.
1: I've been having a lot of recurring dreams about my first girlfriend I had in high school. Aww. It's so weird because I don't really think about her that much. But yeah, like several times a week for the past couple of weeks, she's in my dreams. And I'm just like, should I? That's sweet. Should I reach out? That's sweet. But I don't think I'm gonna, I don't, I don't want to, well,
0: yeah, box of worms, can of worms. But I mean, box of worms, but I mean like, uh, (laughs) but it's your first girlfriend, like how old were you? Like 14, 15. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's old enough for it to be kind of weird. I was thinking like 10 or 11 years old, you know, like little kids Well, I mean, we've
1: been in contact off and on after that, like as friends, but we we haven't spoken in probably a decade. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think about old friends, girlfriends, anything, uh, people that you just lose contact with and you can't find them online or something. I don't know if that's ever happened to you where you're like somebody just disappears off the face of the earth. and You can't find any record of them anywhere online. And yes, you talk to people yes. and they're like, I don't even know. who. Like, I don't even think I there are people like that from my past that I knew well that have disappeared completely. And I can't think of one person that I could say, hey, do you remember Jason blah, blah, blah? where they would be like, oh yeah, I remember. It's almost like I made them up in my head at this point.
1: Could be, could be, because I I do. I like looking people up in that sense just to see how they're doing Mm -hmm. or hey, where did this person end up living outside of our hometown? And I know their date of birth, it can only be off by a year considering we were in the same grade, Mm -hmm. but they're not on any sort of like background white pages website and you have to take time to remove yourself from that. And it's weird. Like you can find like celebrities or like pseudo celebrities on those sites and get their addresses. I shouldn't yeah. say that because people are going to find us. But anyway, <laughs> no, we're, we're locked
0: down tight. You can't yeah. find us. But anyway. <laughs> I've got a bunch uh, of fake addresses out there actually for the business. So nobody's going to find me. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I manually removed myself. Um, that's, that's not a challenge. But yeah, no, it's, it's weird. Like the most like unassuming people who just kept to themselves and played in band and excelled at science what are they doing where they're taking themselves off the internet? Like, how are they not existing anymore? I I don't get it at all.
0: I don't know how you can exist in the world of today without any type of online presence whatsoever, because it's literally everything. I mean, it's the dream to be able to do that. That would be awesome, Mm -hmm. but we're all bound by it. We're trapped in the matrix. You know, maybe we're not, maybe we're not, maybe they've, They know something, maybe they figured out something that we didn't. Maybe they learned how to live life that way and be happier than us, I don't know. But there was this one kid that I went to middle school with. So I was homeschooled for the majority of my life. Uh, Christian homeschool, I went to a Christian school when I started out in kindergarten. Then when we moved, I went to homeschool. And my first year in public school was eighth grade, which is tough. Eighth grade sucks, man especially for a tiny little nerd that had no friends, went home homeschool his whole life. Anyway, I had a really hard time. And there was one kid that was actually kind of nice to me. Um, I'll just mention his first name. No, actually, I don't, I don't want to mention his name at all. But he was really nice to me, but everyone picked on him. Um, and he was a little weird. And looking back, he did have some Dahmer-style uh, uh, quirks to him that I can see how people would be uneasy about him. But there was this rumor that when I went around school that he was... And this is this is so funny because kids used to be able to make up rumors and everybody would believe them because the Internet wasn't really a thing yet. You know, (laughs) I don't even think Snopes was a thing yet, but there was a rumor going around the school that this kid was checking out books from the school library on how to make bombs. (laughs) from the school library (laughs) and at the time in eighth grade we were all like oh my god no way oh what's he gonna do and like this whole rumor basically ruined this kid's reputation at school and he just never talked to anybody and I felt really bad for him but I was too shy to really do anything I I barely talked in school and I mean even my best friend at the time didn't even talk to me when I went to school and I, I just felt so bad about it and Looking back now, I think how stupid it is that we all believe there was books (laughs) at the school library about making bombs. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that would actually be there. (laughs) So it was stupid to begin with, but I tried everything because I I know his first and last name. I know, know where he went to school. I knew he was born there. I couldn't find anything about this guy. It's like he just disappeared completely. And now looking back on his Dahmer personality quirks and the rumors, maybe it's a good thing that he disappeared, <laughs> but I just felt bad because I was just like, why can't I find this guy? I hope he's still alive. I hope he actually existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll have to talk online. I'm pretty good about tracking
1: people down. Ooh. Usually. Yeah. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun. Yeah. Well, to any Let's Not Meet listeners, if you want to find somebody and they did you dirty,
0: let me know. I'll, I'll track them down for you. We should make uh, Odd Trails shirts where it just says, that's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A little too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, going to be the punchline. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, okay, what do we have next? Uh, oh, scariest movie you've ever seen. So I, I want to expand on this one. I'll start off with just the, the first question here. And I, I want to ask my own question to you after that. But... Scariest movie I've ever seen. I don't think I, I might have brought it up briefly on the podcast, just in reference to dreams and stuff. But if you know me, if we've talked about this, you know, it's the ring, the American version. Mm. And it's not because the movie is scary. I don't think the movie's scary, but it's the video that they watch in it that scares me so bad because it reminds me of so many nightmares that I had when I was a kid like the woman brushing her hair in the mirror and then turning around and looking at the camera, but her reflection doesn't move. Um, There's like the scene with like a nail going through somebody's finger. Uh, There's a clip where there's just this like ladder, but it's such an unsettling shot in black and white that it just, it does things to me. Like whoever filmed the video that is in the ring that they watch that, you know, you die in seven days, whoever filmed that video was a genius of horror filmmaking. It's scary. Like there was these close-ups of this horse's eye, like just the eye of a horse. And I never realized how scary horses actually are when you look in their eyes because they got those big black eyes that just look like alien almond eyes. I don't like to think about it because I can't watch it um, because it scares the shit out of me, man. I think The Ring is the scariest movie I've ever seen just because of that stupid video. Wow, interesting. Yeah, no,
1: I think anything that's like, found footage i know the ring isn't found footage but the fact it's a vhs tape makes it come off that way yeah anything yeah. like that definitely i remember thinking the blair witch project was real there was that oh whole my god urban legend behind it. oh is it real is it real and so that scared me a lot as a kid and then of course you have things
0: like martyrs which i've only watched
1: once and probably never
0: again that was going to be my other question uh what's a movie that you actually regret watching because it just screwed you up? Oh, regret watching. That's really difficult to say. Like,
1: there are some movies that don't leave me feeling good at all, but I've seen them dozens of times. Uh, Two that come to mind, and they're not really horror, or not horror at all, but American History X and Requiem for a Dream, they're definitely messed up. And even like Schindler's List is just kind of like super depressing.
0: Well, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen American History X. Well, you know this. We've talked about that. I've also never seen Requiem for a Dream. Wow.
1: Yeah. You haven't seen the Joker movie either in 2019. No, I haven't watched the
0: Joker <laughs>
1: movie. I love I that. like it so much. I've probably seen that one maybe
0: five. I've seen it maybe five or six times. I like it a lot. I'm sure it's totally awesome. Oh Yeah, I, I, I am going to watch it at some point. I love comic book movies. I hate most of them, but I love. there are some that I love. Some of my favorite movies are comic book movies. I just don't like, you know, the big Marvel movies anymore. They're crap. Yeah. Um, I, I can't follow that shit, but. Luckily, it's not Marvel, so you're going to love it. Like if you, did, did you like
1: Taxi Driver? Yeah, of course. So if, think of it like Taxi Driver, but it's the Joker instead.
0: Yeah, that's a cool idea. I think that's a good idea. So I'm sure I'll love it. I just, it's just one of those things I haven't gotten around to just because it was kind of force fed when there's too many people telling me you got to watch it or I see too many trailers for it and it's just promoted to hell. I have a hard time getting myself to watch anything because I'm so sick of even hearing about it, you know?
1: Well, the third season of I Think You Should Leave is going to come out soon. I think you got to watch it. Oh, you can't trick
0: me there. We actually, (laughs) my wife and I are going on vacation the day that it comes out. So we actually made a plan in our hotel to make sure that we have the iPad ready just in case we can't get it on the TV so that we can binge it as soon as we get to the hotel that night because... I don't think there's anything funnier than that show. You and I literally just bring up a scene from it and start laughing. We just say something like, I'm going to eat the whole thing. and <laughs> We just start <laughs> laughing.
1: Remember, remember you said you want to be a writer, but I told you, you don't have a creative mind or whatever.
0: <laughs> the Colgate hour.
1: Yeah. Got to make a spacho soup. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, the, the ghost tour classic, but we don't have to sit here and quote the whole thing. But, any yeah. of these
0: fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the only movie I regret watching, honestly, was Serbian film. And I didn't watch that by Ugh. choice. Yeah, I didn't watch it by choice because I didn't know what it was. I, a friend literally just told me, oh, yeah, it's one of the scariest movies ever. You're going to love it. <laughs> it's not a scary movie. It's a, it's a fake snuff movie. It's terrible. It's the one of the worst things I've ever watched and it really depressed me for a long time. I don't recommend even reading about it. It made me so depressed. That movie's evil. That movie's straight up evil and nobody should be making anything like that or watching anything like that.
1: And it's rare for me to say, but that is one movie that I have not seen don't. and refused to watch. Like it's not going to bring any positivity to my life. It's not going to cause me to reflect on anything no. and learn. No, like I have no interest in that.
0: I, I just wish I would have read about it before I watched it. I just thought, oh, this is going to be a really violent, like, you know, torture porn movie, whatever. But it was literally the one of the, like, most depressing, grossest, like, just... Awful, awful. Don't even read about it, please. Don't even read about it because it's going to ruin your day. You just caused a big
1: Streisand effect there, but that's I okay. know,
0: I know. I, I can't help, you know, they're going to they're going to hear about it some way or another. It, it ends up on everybody's list of most disturbing movies of all time, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, just don't. Save your, I, trust me, just trust me. Um, But did you answer what the actual scariest movie you ever saw was? Probably not, but whatever. <laughs> I want to know.
1: <laughs> uh... No, yeah, I did. I said, like, Martyrs was oh, pretty okay, okay, disturbing, okay. but yeah. not, like, scary, scary. And Blair Witch Project as a kid scared me a lot. I, um, I
0: actually haven't even seen Blair Witch Project.
1: Girl! <laughs> I have so much shit to watch, man. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. I'm, I'm the same way. People tell me, oh, have you seen Pearl yet? I'm like, Ugh, no, but I love A24, but it's just like, eh. I have it. Well, you said
0: you said you watched X and you weren't like super impressed by it. Like it was a little slow for you. Like uh um, Well, I like slow
1: movies, but I think I was expecting something expecting to, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was anticipating something a little bit different and that's okay. what ruined it for me. No, I can um, see but that. I liked yeah. it. It was fine. It, it was cool, but I wouldn't rewatch it.
0: I can de- definitely say Pearl is a completely different movie and it's a masterpiece. It's a beautifully shot movie. I th- The first half of the movie, I didn't even know I was watching an A24 horror movie. I thought I was just watching a beautifully shot musical, like just almost a perfectly shot film. And then all of a sudden it becomes this other type of movie. (laughs) I I highly recommend it. If I have to watch Joker, you have to watch Pearl. Oh, that's an easy deal. Yeah, I I want you
1: to watch Joker. Yeah,
0: that's a deal. That's our deal. Next time we talk about movies, you and I on the podcast, we will have watched Pearl and Joker and we will report back. And all of you have to watch them as well. And and a Serbian film. Yes. No, no, <laughs> no. no, stop it. Stop it. Do not. Oh my God, do not. Jesus. Oh. Okay. So this question I love. Uh, this one, I've actually, I've had a few people ask me this in different ways. You guys talk about Disneyland a lot in Disney stuff. What are some of your favorite rides at Disneyland? We actually went there together. Um for like half a day <laughs> we got we were so hung over and tired and it was so humid and gross and packed that we were just like done at by two o'clock
1: not only that like we actually finished all of the rides too somehow
0: we did yeah because we did my patented uh regimen for going to disneyland i just i know how to get it all done man hell yeah
1: what's your favorite what's your favorite rides i mean obviously pirates is way up there and then um what do you like about pirates the smell honestly yeah and the french quarter in general there's nothing better than having a churro and sitting around in the french quarter at night so i just like that whole vibe as a kid it was all about toontown and a pickle now it's french quarter and a churro
0: interesting i love that i love sitting in different places like in the different lands just sitting and having whatever treat or food they have in that area and just doing nothing just enjoying the atmosphere because Disneyland did such a good job at just creating these tiny little worlds within the park. Um, I would say Pirates is my favorite of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best ride. Definitely. I also love all those little uh, dark rides like Pinocchio and Snow White, the ones that have been around forever. Those are always great. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, actually, one of my favorite things about Disneyland is the moments with Abraham Lincoln thing, whatever it is.
1: Animatronic.
0: Yeah. It's a... it's cool because it was just like something that Walt Disney was really passionate about. He was so passionate about the story of Abraham Lincoln that they built an entire presentation, like an entire show around him. And he does like his speech and like addresses everyone, but it's so creepy. I, my wife hates it. I make her go to it because it has such an Ankenny Valley feel to it. Um, cause he's just sitting there. It's not the thing about the animatronics at Disneyland. You're riding on a ride and all the animatronics are part of the ride they're all kind of like an it's almost like there's a barrier between you and the animatronics because you're on the ride and it's moving but there's something that's creepy about being in a theater in the room um, just mere feet away from this animatronic abraham lincoln who's gigantic and he's just sitting there talking directly to you and then he stands up And just starts making these weird robotic movements. It's really creepy. And that's why I like it. Because it's like a slice of like classic Americana, uh, classic Disney. And it's just something that's been around that they haven't gotten rid of from way back in the day that I absolutely love. I think it's my favorite attraction, honestly.
1: Man, they need one for uh, Gerald Ford next.
0: (laughs) William Taft, where he's just in a bathtub with a giant mustache. It's
1: always bothered me that they've never made a Fantasia ride. I think it would work out really well because you have so many different movements of music and different segments in that. It would lend itself really well for a ride. And then you can end it with that horrific night on Bald Mountain. And then when that's all said and done, it can fade into the monks in their robes walking around their torches and (laughs) it calms you down at the end. I think that would be really cool or something with like goofy and max like something chaotic like <laughs> mr toad but it's goofy and max
0: yeah that would be fun um the fantasia ride would be awesome i i remember that one time when you were staying with us and i came downstairs <laughs> in the middle of the night in my underwear like to get a glass of water or something and you were just like sitting curled up on the couch watching fantasia and pitch black On my couch, and it was like the most adorable thing ever. Of all the things Um, I could watch at my disposal. Yeah, yeah, you're watching Fantasia. I think my parents bought me the movie, and we had to go by my grandma's house, and... I remember her saying, I don't want you letting him watch that because it's got demons in it. <laughs> and I don't think I was allowed to watch it. I think they returned the movie. And I for the longest time, I couldn't watch Fantasia. I didn't watch it till I was an adult.
1: Whoa. oh, Okay, that explains a lot then. Yeah, I, f- I feel like if you would have been exposed to it as a kid, especially as a music guy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you would appreciate it. Mean, I know you appreciate it, but yeah. you would have that nostalgic punch and it would be near the top for you because that's why i love it i think Mm -hmm. that's why i like um i guess you could say like electronic music and like raves and all that because it sequences with the lights and whatnot fantasia kind of solidified the chemistry between the audio and the visual and how they work together it's it's mesmerizing definitely
0: I would love to see a Vantasia ride and a Max and Goofy ride. They did just open um the Mickey's runaway train or something in Toontown. They're like updated a bunch of stuff in Toontown and they have like a Mickey Donald Goofy ride there. I'm excited to check that out. But speaking of, I know one of our favorite movies is a goofy movie. We talk about it all the time. We reference it all the time. It's a special movie. Uh a question from uh Vanessa. She asks. What are your favorite movies, TV shows, and your favorite music? So let's start with, I mean, we talked about scariest movies. We talked about how we love Kubrick, and we love a goofy movie. But what's what's another favorite movie of yours?
1: Uh, movies are too hard to name. And I feel like people who are really into movies tend to name directors. So to yeah. appease all the film buffs out there, I'd have to say Fincher, Cronenberg, of course, Kubrick, Carpenter. Uh, I don't know. I could go on forever.
0: I could go on forever, baby. <laughs> there we go. We finally got the Home Alone reference. <laughs> I think we had done that one before.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, he did Welcome to the Dollhouse. Oh, yeah. I don't know his name. T- Solange? Yeah, yeah. Todd Solange. Yeah, yeah. Super good. But I think what really got me into like well, of course, Quentin Tarantino is what got me all into like, oh, wow, movies are so poetic. You know, that's everybody's first one. But yeah. then like Wes Anderson um, and Michael Guest, um, namely. Um, Who's Michael Guest? Or Christopher Guest. Oh, oh OK. OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, love yeah. Christopher Guest. Life Aquatic was my first Wes Anderson movie. Me too. Took it off from there and Rushmore. I think I watched after that. Like this is amazing. Like movies can be like this.
0: Yeah, it's not just the typical crap that you went and saw as a kid. Yeah, I love when that opens up to you. That those first few movies that you see where you're like, wait a minute, this speaks to me. Like this is Mm -hmm. making me think. This is like and evoking these emotions and these thoughts, these ideas that I never had watching movies or TV. I didn't know this could happen. I think my first one, it's kind of silly, but my first one was Donnie Darko because I know it's just like a really popular and, you know, trendy emo- Just like Requiem for a Dream.
1: Yeah, that's how I yeah. got to reckoning for a Dream. Yeah. Yeah, Same so it era. was just
0: like, it was one of the, that was one of the first movies that I watched. I was like, oh, wow, this really made me think about like reality and death and different dimensions and also the way the- the filmmaker paced things like the director, the way he paced it was just so interesting to me. It's like, it didn't feel, it didn't have the pacing of a movie. It was kind of all over the place. Donnie Darko is kind of a mess, but it just spoke to me and it was was so cool. And then, yeah, I kind of went to Wes Anderson from there. Um, It's hard to say what favorite movies are, but I'm with you. I'm just directors. Yeah, actually you said Fincher at the beginning. I'm going to be honest. I love Kubrick. I talk about him. Nonstop. The Shining is my favorite movie. I'm, I'm going to put that down as my favorite movie of all time. But if we're going to talk favorite directors, Fincher is actually one of my favorites. I think he's the best. Um, I have to agree. And I don't even like all his movies. I'm not. Uh, I'm not big on Fight Club. I don't. I don't think it's really that great. But something like Zodiac. The book is. It's so typical to say the book is better, but oh, the book yeah, yeah. is really
1: good. It's a quick read. I think you'd like it.
0: Yeah. I'm sure I would, but yeah, like Zodiac, perfect movie from beginning to end too long, but it deserves to be that long because it's just so good. Uh, his TV show, Mindhunter was amazing. Um, yes. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I didn't think he would be able to make a movie about that book and it'd be good, but it was amazing. He even made, he even made Facebook a good movie with the social network. Seriously. He's, a, he's really good. And I think Mindhunter is what really sold it for me when I saw Mindhunter That changed the game. It was like, I think that the future of storytelling isn't movies anymore. I think that it's miniseries. I think Mm -hmm. that it's limited run series because you can just, you can do the three act story over and over and over again and just expand on these characters and create these huge worlds that you can't do in a movie. And I hope that that trend continues because I love just binging like an eight episode miniseries. Mm -hmm. It's like reading a book. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think my favorite is probably the
1: game. And it it, made, it, it was either the game or seven, yeah. what I saw first, but mm-hmm. the game is just incredible. Even though the ending is a little too convenient with him landing right where he was supposed to, that's that felt a little forced. But beyond that, everything up until the grand finale, I love, love the game.
0: I agree. Um, I loved the game. I was so surprised by it because I thought that it was just like a big Hollywood blockbuster action movie. I didn't know anything about it just by the trailer. Like it just kind of like made it look a little cheesy. But then when I actually watched it, I was like, oh my God, this, I was tense the entire time. Mm -hmm. The entire time I was just thinking like, how the fuck is he going to get out of this? What is going on? What's real? What's not? Um, and I do want to do a quick honorable mention. I know that we both love this director. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. Um, he's French. He did Prisoners. We were talking about Prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a Dennis Ven, Villanueva. I, I don't know. I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to say it properly. But You did Sicario too, yeah? Yeah, Sicario Rules. Um, Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Really, really good. The Arrival the the alien movie was awesome yep. blade runner great i haven't seen dune just because i don't like dune but man yeah it, i think the directors are the way to go when it comes to favorites when it, in movies and i think mm-hmm. we covered tv shows there too <laughs> a little bit my hunter man <laughs> but what, what else do you got well for tv shows
1: we're both it's either love it or hate it people are going to judge us for it but seinfeld Kirby, enthusiasm like yeah oh those are so neck and neck they're so funny. I can't think of much that actually makes me laugh that much. The most mundane Mm -hmm. day-to-day life and simple, silly dialogue has me in tears versus something like, I don't want to name any shows and like throw people off. Yeah. I hate giving
0: people bad reviews because we know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But (laughs) like how it feels slapstick, like, Hey, insert joke here or things with like a laugh track. Typically, even though Seinfeld has a laugh track, I'm thinking of one show in particular that
0: yeah, we know, we know which ca- one
1: you're thinking of <laughs> caters to the nerdy audience. And yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> just not funny at all. It's there's a, a YouTube video of somebody who took out the laugh track to like some of the episodes and it just makes it shine even more with how not funny it is. And
0: I would love to watch an entire episode like that. I would love to watch the whole show like that with no laugh track because it makes it so much funnier. It's so yeah, funny f- to, to laugh at. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I'm with you though. Yeah. Seinfeld and Kirby Enthusiasm, they bookends for me when it comes to comedy. Um, I'll always be a diehard Twin Peaks guy though. Uh, mm-hmm. watched it too many times. I think about it all the time.
1: I do also really like, or I used to like, um, always sunny in Philadelphia, but it just kind of became stale for me after a while. Yeah. It was
0: very repetitive. Like it, the, the bit just kind of wore, wore me down a bit. The bit wore me down a bit and I, mm-hmm. I just, I kind of just lost interest. I'm sure it's still great. I just uh, didn't stick around for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Tim and Eric, of course. Of course, Tim and Eric. And I think you should leave again. Amazing. Um, but for his, like legendary shows that'll never get old, I'm with you. Seinfeld and Kirby Enthusiasm. They're the best. Hands yep. down. Now, let's Amen. talk about music. Oh, near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah, I, I I know one word I can say right now that's uh that's that's gonna be on your list. Uh, vaporwave, dubstep, what? <laughs>
1: why? Oh, you did, yeah. My favorite band, why? With a question mark? Frontman Yoni Wolf.
0: Definitely in my like top twenty-five. Um, nice. I know that's good. not very high, but no, that's honest, good. no, that honestly is. That is actually pretty high. That's really high. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will put on that one album. I always forget what it's called. Alopecia. I will put on alopecia and know every single word, every single instrument. I've memorized that whole album. I love it. I love alopecia. Why is great. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Yoni, uh, fantastic. We got to
1: get him on here. We got to get him on here. I know he's busy too, but we talked to him a little bit. Um, I sent him some stories, but maybe I should re-engage. Any Y fans out there? Yeah, I'm sure there are Y fans out there.
0: I'm sure there's plenty of Anticon nerds out there. But yeah, we should bug him some more and go to another show. And uh, yeah, I, I like Y. I would put it in my top 25. What else you got?
1: Well, then, I mean, since we're talking about Yoni Wolf, I would even say Cloud Dead really opened the door for me. We're talking about, like, indie films kind of blowing your mind and being like what you can do this in a movie cloud dead opened the door for me as far as the instrumentation and just the abstract lyricism it, it, it's just amazing so I, I like anything that he's involved with but beyond that i'm a big big 80s guy whether it's poppy ballads or i can't or boy bands even getting into the 90s i like 80s and 90s anything a lot um metal and all the various subgenres, and uh hackers another favorite movie but that's just to say that got me into like techno and all the other stuff drum
0: and bass and yeah weird instrumental electronic music i was just thinking of hackers because i've been watching that really crappy show smallville from the early 2000s and uh there's a lot of funny episodes it's a very corny show i love it um but there's there's a lot of episodes with really cheesy tech. The early 2000s, when they incorporated stories about like science fiction stories about computers and technology and stuff, it was always so bad like it was zoom and enhance yeah the zoom and enhance stuff they just (laughs) type something into the computer that they want it to do and it just does the thing and all these animations happen And it's like that that's some of my favorite shit and so i really like campy tv shows especially from the early 2000s and smallville is actually one of my favorite shows even though it's one of the worst shows ever man
1: well you know what is good is um we already mentioned the Matrix a couple times now, yeah. But still. you can actually see Trinity on her laptop. She uses an actual function in Linux called nmap. It's like a piece of. I'm not going to go into all that, but okay. let's just say they actually they did their research. And the TV show Mr. Robot is actually on point with its tech, and I love that because I'm a huge tech guy. Yeah, and. I can sniff, I mean, it's easy to smell that out when it's just dorky shit, but when it's actually (laughs) legitimate, it's amazing that the creators actually took the time to consult some professionals. And yeah, the tech in Mr. Robot is really
0: good. Awesome. I love when people do that. Uh, I think it was Futurama that has like real, maybe like mathematicians or like uh, maybe even scientists. I don't know. They have like real professionals that work with the writers and the showrunners to make sure that everything is correct on the up and up, like that, to make sure that they get certain ideas and theories and equations, like just like super nerdy stuff. They they have professionals there to make sure that they're getting it right. And I love that. There's something so cool and authentic about people that will go the extra mile to make sure that it's that true, like that honest and real.
1: I always wondered that about, writers from movies, let's say something that takes place in a courtroom or involves airplanes or something like and it's only one writing credit. Did that person just read through like an entire did they get a master's degree in that subject? Because I would be so embarrassed to put a product out there that was completely wrong. And I'd I'd be lazy. Like let's just do a, a sketch comedy. There's there's no research. There's nothing to get right there. So yeah, it definitely hats off to the writers. There's actually, they're actually on strike still. The writers go of America. You hear about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think somebody was saying they're expecting it to go till about like August now. Wow. Like, it's going to be a long one. Yeah. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. They they deserve the best. You know, something that I've been noticing just because I saw a meme about it and now I can't not see it when I'm watching TV shows and movies. It's when they're filming inside of cars and particularly from the back seat. Oh, and- yep. Yeah they remove the headrests. I never noticed it before until I saw the meme and now I can't stop noticing it and it bothers me so badly, so much so that I, before I got the final cut of the TV show for Let's Not Meet or Let's Never Meet, uh, I told the guys like, please tell me in those car scenes you kept the headrest in. They're like, oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Thank God, because that would drive me fucking crazy. I hate that. I hate those little things like that. That
1: and how nobody seems to wear a seatbelt.
0: Yeah. Nobody wears a fucking seatbelt. Nobody goes to the bathroom or eats either. If they do, it's like a very specific scene, you know? I want to see people going to the bathroom in movies. There we go. That's something Tarantino got right. Yeah, he did. At least in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For me, music. um, Honestly, the stuff I listen to most is either gospel choir music, particularly like black gospel is some of my favorite music. Cause I grew up listening to that. I played music in church. So I just, I just have a soft spot for that kind of music and the instrumentation and the writing and the vocals are all just like some of the best talent out there. It's so cool. It's like just professional session musicians, just ripping it up. I love the bass solos, the drum solos. I love the choirs. I love all of that. And in that same vein, I also spend most of my time listening to Christian rock because that's also what I grew up with. I wasn't allowed to listen to a lot of shit when I was younger. Because Not even
1: Christian rock? Just Christian no, no, R&D Christian R&D rock.
0: No, no. What I'm saying is Christian rock was the main thing I was listening to because that's almost all I was allowed oh, okay, to listen I, to. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had to sneak all the other stuff. I still listen to it, but the majority of stuff I listen to was Christian rock. So now I just, you know, when people listen to music from their teens, mine happens to be like. The OC Supertones and Slick Shoes and what else? Five Iron Frenzy, Reliant K, like all these uh, Christian bands that I grew up with. That's actually my favorite music just because I'm nostalgic for it. I didn't know Five Iron Frenzy was Christian. Yeah, they're a Christian ska band. Definitely.
1: Wow. So is uh, Zao or Zao, the hardcore band? Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, those guys. They're good. They're good. Yeah.
0: My wife makes fun of me all the time for listening to it because the, a lot of it's not that great, but it's just like, hey, that's. Like I said, that's what I grew up with. So I have my emotional, spiritual attachment to it. It makes me feel good, man. DC talk, I think is the ultimate for me. DC talk was my shit. Nice. (laughs) nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) When we're talking about Christian music. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. I love
1: Christian music. (laughs) I mean, that that makes sense though, because I, I was exposed to a lot of boy bands growing up. I think the first concert i ever saw on tv was new kids on the block hanging tough from i think 1990 my aunt had that on vhs and she would watch that over and over and i would just watch it with her and to this day i love the new kids on the block yeah and i've I've lately been on a kick with nsync and i still like the backstreet boys everybody makes it a competition like the bloods and crips they're all good um JC's much better than Justin. He deserved better. And funny enough, Chris Kirkpatrick actually formed NSYNC. Isn't that ridiculous that he wasn't even the front man? That is ridiculous. Yeah, he has an amazing counter tenor, and he's (laughs) underappreciated.
0: Yeah, I think the only of, of the boy bands, the only ones I really listen to was backstreet boys i didn't like in sync personally but i did like backstreet boys i loved their disney concert series that they did mm-hmm. they did one with them they did one with like leanne rhymes mm-hmm. uh there's a bunch of those that they did johnny lang <laughs> but uh i liked watching the backstreet boys one so just, i guess we can move on this kind of leads into the next question favorite decade
1: Ooh. well i'm gonna switch that question up okay i'm gonna take it upon myself to ask you instead if you could relive a 10-year period, what years would you live through?
0: You know, I thought that the 2000s were my favorite decade, just because, you know, that's my teens. Uh, that's when I just experienced life, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a lot of firsts for me. Um, a lot of my favorite music is from that time. Now, you broke out of your shelter then, so that makes sense. <sighs> exactly, yeah. I had my coming of age. Um, I want to say that it was the 2000s, but it, things started to get really nasty and weird in the 2000s. And mm-hmm. I, it. when I think about it, I miss the 90s. I think that the, because we've only lived through a few decades. <laughs> right, right? So we only have a few to choose from. I don't want to, oh, the 70s are my favorite decade because I love the movies mm-hmm. and the music, you know. I would
1: still say hypothetically. I would say even hypothetically. Okay, okay, hypothetically.
0: Anything. Fuck, I'm just going to say the 40s just because I like the movies. <laughs> yeah, you wear a fedora and not be looked yeah. at weird. Yeah, I like noir. Um, I even like the comedies. I loved Hollywood from the 40s. So I would want to live in 1940s Hollywood.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. Have a Tommy gun underneath your trench coat, some zoot suits. (laughs) To
0: be honest, the 90s. The 90s were so chill. Yeah,
1: I would have to agree with you. Um, As for the years, I would probably say maybe 87 through 97 because you got the Nintendo 64 and all of that. Yeah. And towards late 97, Office Space was already out, GoldenEye was out. And then with 87, it still had that spirit of the 80s without feeling like it was dwindling away. Um, I think the farthest back I would go would be like 84 to 94 if we're still in that 80s and 90s decade. But I've always wanted to experience this sounds so cheesy, but The summer of love in San Francisco in the late 60s. I think that would be awesome. That would be my total, uh, I don't know, my spiritual alignment, I think.
0: Yeah, you want to experience that government psyop that was (laughs) in the 1960s? Of (laughs) course. Where they were just dosing everybody with LSD. Yeah, sign
1: me up. (laughs) I think it'd be so cool to have a time machine where the rules are you can't interfere with anything or tell anybody you're from the future. I would love to go back to like the 60s and just stand in hate ashbury in San Francisco and just see Charles Manson walking around. That'd be so weird. Just knowing what happened, what's going to come in that sense since you're time traveling. Things like that would be amazing.
0: Would you kill him? Would
1: I kill him? Um, if I could like get away with it, sure. But I wouldn't like sacrifice my own life. I'm not that selfless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm too scared. <laughs> yeah. And plus, I don't know how it would feel having blood on your hands,
0: killing somebody. Everybody, I don't ever want to know. I don't ever want to know that. Nope. I don't. Even if it's self defense, I don't think I could live with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. People say, "Oh, I would have done this," like especially, and that's not me. Or people say, "Oh, yeah, I'd go back in time and kill Hitler if he was a baby. You wouldn't kill a baby." Yeah. I I mean, maybe some people would. I wouldn't hold it against you, but I think it's a lot more difficult than people make it seem. Like, yeah, I would take a life if I. You know, it's
0: difficult. A hundred percent. I like, I, I don't think I could ever live with myself. I've had nightmares where I've killed somebody and the oh, guilt yeah. that I felt felt so strong and so real. I've had those too. I've had dreams where I lived my life and I was depressed and I was, I was hiding from people like, dude, I don't, I don't ever want to experience that. If I have to, you know, if it's a le- like A fight to the death and you have to do it you have to do it but i don't even know if i could do it even then just because like shut up and dance in black mirror that was a great episode man yeah i don't think i could do that speaking of black mirror's coming back
1: yeah june something i think i'm
0: excited to see i'm excited to see them uh show us everything that's actually happening right now in horror form (laughs) Yeah, they've already been so
1: spot on. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I I guess
0: that's it, man, Uh, for this special episode of Odd Trails. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked it a lot. We should do this
1: more often. Give us some feedback. Do you like this long-form conversation, or do you just
0: want us to shut up and stick to the stories? Let us know. It's going to be so polarized. We're going to get so many. Shut up and stick to the stories. I like the stories. And there are going to get so many people like, oh, no, I love this. I love hearing you guys talk. I know. That's the thing. Like That's the audiences are split with everything
1: <laughs> exactly this is one of the things that gets requested the most in the instagram inboxes i know are you guys just going to talk or you guys should do a podcast where you just talk so here you go
0: this is us just talking you know what i didn't even think about it this is the podcast that <laughs> you were asking you know do you guys want to do are, are we going to do another podcast what are you doing our free time um there you go this is what our other podcast would be <laughs> pretty much
1: yeah So that being said, I'm putting in my two weeks notice for Odd Trails, and I'm going to start a podcast, and I'm going to invite you to join me.
0: Okay. All right. Just make sure you have it on YouTube, and you have, you know, four unnecessary uh, 4K cameras pointing on everybody's chair, and you have somebody at a soundboard. (laughs) Well, even better, I'm going to make thumbnails
1: of, like, a shocked expression and like, a random red (laughs) circle somewhere.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Thanks everybody so much for listening. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming next weekend with some stories. Uh, Remember, if you have stories, send them in to stories at oddtrails.com. If you want to get ad free episodes uh, at a higher bit rate for the best listening experience, make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash oddtrails to sign up and support the show today. Get access immediately. Don't forget to check out the new episodes of my other shows. Let's not meet a true horror podcast. Uh, welcome to Paradise It Sucks and the Old Time Radio Cast at crypticcountypodcasts.com. Everyone, stay safe. Peace out. Don't let the ghosts and the ghouls disturb you.